0: Yes, people. It's episode one hundred and eighty-five of Griff's Brain Dump. It is me, Griff. Obviously, what day is it? Um, well, it's not Saturday and it's not Sunday. I can't tell you which day it is, though, because uh, maybe I should be doing something else rather than recording the pod. But um, hey, we're here. <laughs> we we are here, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna just. Uh, Carry on, but yeah, how's everyone been, man? Um, I've what have I been doing? Went on a staycation slash vacation, if you will, with with the wife. Um, we went to Stoke Place, which is just outside Slough. Sounds horrible, right? Stoke and Slough on the same place, but listen, it was a nice place. Very nice place. Uh, chilled, um, of dinner, then had some breakfast in the morning. Then went for a picnic and a walk around the lake and stuff, so it was nice, it was nice just chill, just to get out of the house, do something different, and then the sun actually came out as well, we almost cancelled the weekend because of the weather, Um, but I was like, nope, nope, I'm not cancelling this weekend, I want to go out, every time we book something, we end up cancelling it because the weather, I am like, no, I'm not doing it, if it rains, it rains, she's like, oh, but what if it rains, like, I don't care, if it rains, it rains, but I'm not staying in the house, we're getting out, So we did, we uh, got out, we got there, and actually, actually it was all right. It was, um, yeah, the weather turned decent and stuff. So um, yeah, it was cool. Trying to think what else happened uh, this week. I gigged on Monday, which was great. Um, Shout out to Ash, Ash Gorman at uh, Fulham Comedy Club. He moved to South Kensington Comedy Club, so we was up on the roof. Up on Fulham Broadway, just around the corner. Actually, why didn't I look off the roof? wouldn't have been able to see in uh, Stamford Bridge? And not that I'm a Chelsea fan, but I just like looking at buildings, don't I? So, <laughs> but yeah, that was a really good gig, man. Really good gig. Um, see, as a comedian, right, you turn up to gigs and you there, there's 10 comedians on the bill. We all do like five to 10 minutes each. And a lot of time you turn up to gigs like that in description there's a big chance that the only people in the audience are going to be other comedians waiting to come on and um you think that'd be good for a comedian right because yeah, it's comedians watching comedians so you can really get each other's jokes because that's what you do but that isn't what happens what happens is people sit there thinking about what they're going to say next and don't laugh at any of your jokes because they're too busy thinking about what they're going to say next so um so you need some real crowd there, and they did have real crowd. There was a good, um, including the comedians, I would say it was a good 30, 40 of us up on this roof. Chilled day. Um, it was nice, man. One thing I forgot, though, right, because I haven't been um in the office. I haven't got, like, a season ticket for travelling. And, bruv, it cost me to get into London. Yeah, midweek. £12 return. Yeah, to get from my abode in in Hertfordshire just to Finsbury Park not even into London London just zone 2 cost you 12 quid return Um, this is shocking I mean I used to just bump the train when I was younger when I say younger I'm talking like up to about 25 and then (laughs) that's got to a certain age I was like nah I need to you need to pay for your train ticket it's embarrassing when the train inspector does come on now, see, so if you've got a ticket and you're a full ad you've got a beard and everything, you're being asked to leave the train because you haven't got a ticket. I can't, I can't do that. So, um, so I pay for my tickets now, even with resentment, I, I still pay, and I, uh, it's, yeah, it costs like twelve pounds, yeah, and then I had to, to use my uh, bank card to actually get around London to get over to Fulham from Finsbury Park. It's just like it's a joke, but I got there, man, and. Um, Yeah, it's really good, really good to be gigging. Didn't do, I did one old joke, but the rest was just chatting nonsense about what's been going on in the world. And it's been good. Getting ready, geared up for the gig on Friday in Lewisham, KJ and friends. It's going to be me, uh, Kazim Jamal, to be hosting it. It's his his show. um, With the rest of the guys from the Green Room podcast all performing. So, Philio Huff, Michael Akadiri, Jimmy James Jones. So, I know it's going to be a madness. It's going to be a funny night. It's gonna be a dumb night, I know it is. Um, so gonna have a good time. We have a really good time there on Friday. But um, what else have we been doing this week, man? What else have we been doing this week? Um, not much. Not much this week. Um, wife's been away, and so my my way of um, having fun when my wife's away. Is eating food that she's completely grossed out by. She doesn't like seafood. She likes fish, but not seafood. So I have got this lovely medley of prawns, squids, and mussels, which I know would make her vomit in her mouth if she saw me eat that. And um, as well as a lot of people don't like that proper seafood like that, which I get. I understand. I know some people don't even like lobster. You do you know side by side pictures where they go, oh, this is a like, this is a bug on land and like, they show like a cockroach then they' show like a lobster right next to it and yeah you gotta have some real cognitive dissonance to say those two things don't look the same they they look exactly the same. it's disgusting but then uh it makes you think well oh, I wonder what a cockroach tastes like <laughs> and then I understand certain cultures the ones who just eat everything but um, but no it's granted there's some things that we do just grandfathered in right just grandfathered in and I think eating things like lobster and crab I mean some religions like don't do that at all that's nasty and then some religion, some cultures are just like it's yeah it's just it's just lobster have it it's delicious and it is delicious but um it is bloody gross but I don't I don't that's it, it's been grandfathered in. I don't think I'd eat a lobster if I hadn't ever eaten a lobster before. Or eating crab before, or eating prawns. I don't think that's something that I'd try new. But, yeah. Does it taste wicked? But talking about things being grandfathered in, guess what I was talking about online? Eh? Hey, yeah, yeah. Circumcision. i Again, I'd, every year I have an online conversation with people about circumcision. And, um... Guess what? I didn't actually get, didn't get pulled into it. Last time I had this conversation, I told you about my my uh, my addiction to argument with strangers on the internet about things that don't affect me. And uh, male circumcision is one of those ones that I end up talking about a lot online. And um, this time, I came in with the jokes, stayed with the jokes, left with the jokes, and that was it. I, th- I think it any real passion about it at all and it was such it was way more fun of a conversation and so um, still think it's a weird thing to do but my thing is if it's cultural or religious religious stuff, it comes under cultural to me then say so be it that's that's your culture that's your religion you do that but just don't add any pseudoscience to why you're doing it that's all just um, if your answer is I'm just going to circumcise my son because I'm circumcised and my dad's circumcised, then that's it. And if someone goes, yeah, but there's no medical benefit to most people who get it done, don't start coming back and saying, yeah, well, actually, no, it's cleaner and it's this and that. No, a clean penis is a clean penis. Foreskin or no foreskin. Circumcised or natural, all right? A clean penis is a clean penis. it's it's a ridiculous notion to say you need to remove the foreskin to make a penis clean because you never suggest removing your eyelids to clean your eyes it doesn't make sense and anyone who thinks that someone who has foreskin has an unclean penis just shows that the type of guys they've dealt with in their life some frowzy guys who don't know how to clean themselves (laughs) that's all you're exposing so um so yeah, so what should we talk about really when it comes to that? Um, what else is going on in the world? Um recorded the Green Room podcast this weekend. I can't say when we recorded it because you don't know what day I'm recording this, right? But um but yeah. Recorded the Green Room Podcast, we spoke about um Rita Aura. Touched very lightly on on Tyson Fury. So I guess I'll talk about that. I've still got Tyson Fury saying the N-word. Um, which is a bit mad. I mean, I, I posted my video of my um, of my bit from my show. Where I cover the N-word. And my views on it. And um, Tyson Fury saying the N-word while singing Biggie Smalls. Um, juicy. It's, it's one of those weird ones where... Um, Obviously, he shouldn't do it, especially not in public. I feel, though, he's done it on purpose. I feel like he's picked his lane. And I, I speak to Travis about this. Um, he obviously does the undefeated podcast, boxing podcast. And he speak to him about, about his views. But whether he's actually done this on purpose, knowing that you know there is this kind of racial element between him and AJ and their fight. And he's just done that just to because to post that video is just odd and um yeah, he's just stoking the flames because so I'm not sure if he's apologized I don't think he has let me go on the google see if he's uh see if he's apologized there uh tyson fury nope 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 it's just it's not even on the front page of uh, of Google Nope, not even uh, typed in Tyson Fury and mm, nope, people don't care, you've got to say the n-word ah oh, there you go page 2 There you go, page two is uh, right down at the bottom on Google. So, no, there's pictures of him doing fitness stuff in a wheelchair. And um, and even stuff about his virtual fight with vidris Elba. <laughs> but, nope. Nothing about... Um, nothing about that it's just not big news it's just not big news for other people but yeah part of my thing is they start on purpose though just to kind of stoke up the the rivalry those people are kind of neutrals in the boxing world and like, yeah I think Tyson's good I think Fury's good fire but also think that Joshua's a good fire now there's like fuck him well I'm just thinking just deep down like what happens if Tyson Fury does beat Anthony Joshua yeah, and he's after the fight and they're speaking to him. He's like, Tyson, well done today. Um, Before the fight, there was a lot of conversation about who is the best pound-for-pound power power heavyweight boxer in, in the world at the moment. And uh, do you think this has put that question, that debate to rest? Well, here's the thing. What I'll say to everyone now who's listening is this. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> That's what we're going to do what are going to do after he's knocked out our champion and then he's like uh, he just he's flagrant with the racism like um like my mate on the on the train what's his name oh i can't remember his name now something steel i know he said it billy steel if you haven't seen it oh it's beautiful Be- beautiful it's about a seven minute video of this guy called billy steel being racist is three young uh I think they're men i don't think they're old boys i don't think they're 17 i think they're probably 19 or 20 these but it's three black boys and this is one white guy called billy Steele, who is calling them pets saying they need to go back to where they come from um just goading them and lot to be fair um Usually this stuff just gets filmed and no one says anything, but it was a lot of people, including white people as well. As there's one white girl who's very vocal, uh, telling him to shut up and get off the train. But she always had like a bandana tied around her head as well, so I think you know, she's uh, she's of that generation where, you know, they just don't like any form of discrimination of anyone. <laughs> um. So yeah, she was very vocal. As another guy who I think was just getting off anyway. So he told the guy like to shut up before he came off. And um, these free back guys, as they're coming off the train, one of them just turns around and clocks him in his face and knocks him clean out. Clean out, yeah. And what I loved about it was this old white lady, who sat next to the guy as he like as he's fallen he's knocked out she's right next to him she sat in a chair and she looks at the black guys and goes well done well good well good for you he deserved that (laughs) loved it flippy loved it but um look those things as i put on facebook uh i gotta reveal when this is posted this now i'm recording but as i said on facebook you know this isn't gonna fix racism right but guess what? They weren't trying to fix racism. Chat shit, get banged. That is what happens in life, yeah? Chat shit, get banged. This this could be about anything. If you're going to just chat shit for seven minutes and not expect any consequences. He thought the way that story's going to end is him tell his mates or well, that was going to get posted around without anything happening to him. And he's going to be like, yeah, look at me, I don't give a shit. Everyone have a go at me. If you can have a go at me like, here. I want it. You didn't expect to get knocked the fuck out. And now you've gone viral, son. Now you're viral. Now you see it. Now you see it. How do you feel now? feel like clown shoes. But, um, I don't know why. It's, it's those little victories that, that really make me happy, though. I, I love seeing someone get punched in the face who really deserves to be punched in the face. It just I love that shit. It's not even just about racism. Just anything. Just... I don't like seeing people getting bullied, I don't like someone getting attacked, but, oh, when the bullied retaliates, it's beautiful. It's still one of my favourite videos in this Australian school. A little skinny kid is just punching up this fat kid. And he's there, probably just dancing in front of him, punching him. The fat kid's not doing anything. He's just like, leave me alone, man, I ain't doing anything to you, leave me alone. Yeah? But little did he you know, it's like, if you were that fat as a kid... Although you're fat and you're probably not fast, you are strong. Because your body has to carry your own weight. So if you're having to suspend your own weight while walking, you can carry someone who's much smaller than you. And he just picks up this kid and body slams him. And the way this kid bounces back off the floor and gets up and just holds his hip and walks off. Beautiful. <laughs> That's what it's about, man. I love it. But someone's tired for it. Anyone who's bullied or is attacking someone unjustly, and they get what's coming to them. Mmm. Delicious! It is absolutely delicious. Um, let's see what else is going on in the world for a carry on. Uh, if we get on to Deirdre, <sighs> um, let's see. Let's see if you're on the on the Twitters. See. Uh... Oh jeez, Japan's economy shrank at an annual rate of around 27% in April and June. Okay. Cool. Um, right. No, I mean Spurs signing Joe Hart. Oh jeez, that's, that's odd. But, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But, yeah. Right, no, there's nothing. Nothing to talk about. That's it. Okay, let's get on to um, Dear, Dear Dream. Oh, shit. A-level results. Oh, almost completely forgot about that. Shout out to everyone who got the A-level results that they thought they'd get. But this is madness, isn't it? Some people have been downgrading. What they've managed to find out with this algorithm is that even when people haven't sat the exams those who have gone to private school are still benefiting from this algorithm they've built into the algorithm actual privilege like the privilege that everyone understands even like Gary from the estate yeah but well, where's my white privilege it, even he understands this level of privilege then posh bastards go eating yeah that's what they managed to slide into the algorithm that people across the country got downgraded on their grades, but not people from Eton, not one person from Eton got downgraded on their grades. Madness. And then it was also that um, people got mock exams. <laughs> they got like, the <laughs> how mad is this? So mock results. So, so you say you've got an A in your mock exam, right? And your teacher says, yeah, but I think they'll probably get a B. They took the B. How mad's that? I feel like it should just be the higher of the two. It's either the proof that I got what you can see in the mock exam, or the teacher actually teach me knows that I had an off day. I know that seems generous, but... And I guess that leaves there to be room for if you fall out with your teacher, and they don't like you, they can just go, Pff, this dickhead's get the seat. <laughs> Uh, that happened to a lot of people I knew actually. I had one friend, yeah, I still have, he still is my friend. He was a dickhead at school. He was a prick, but undeniably smart. So I think he was left for what the teachers would predict. He, yeah, he wouldn't have got very good grades. But um, but he was smart, he was a smart guy. So he was always going to do well in the exams. So that was kind of the attitude, he had an attitude in class as well, just disrupt the class. Call the teacher a dickhead and then get kicked out, be in isolation. But when it comes to exam time, it's like, oh, he's got an A. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was always going to get an A. He's that guy. So I guess it's people like that. But yeah, man, some people, um, some people are really screwed over by this. And so and I think Boris Johnson currently on holiday government shambles, it's not even like um, party politics, just the government at the moment shambles, I think there's definitely going to be another election next year, after Brexit I'll be crashed out of the uh, uh, EU, another election coming straight up, trust me, anyway, let's get on to um, dear Deirdre, i get this, uh, do I dodge, right? Okay, fine. What? Has it been like a new international law where... Because all the websites are hitting me with these kind of cookie-setting warnings again. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, dear Deirdre, there's no spark between me and my fit fireman fella, so I'm having an affair. Casual. Um, I had sex with guys just for excitement and to fill the emptiness, I feel, because I can't figure out... What went wrong between me and my boyfriend? My boyfriend and I met three years ago and it was instant attraction for both of us. He's 30, while well, I'm a woman of 25, okay? He is, super fit. he is a super fit fireman and I'm a dental assistant. We were so happy. He works on social hours, so we moved in together and it was great. But even before lockdown, we had gone off the boil. Every week, the routine was the same and every weekend too. I started to feel bored and moody. See, that's the issue there. You got into a routine. Look at me and my wife. Hey, yeah. We live with each other. We still went away for the weekend in this country. It didn't even go far. It took us 40 minutes to get to where we went to, but it's just something different. Something get away from the house. Have a chat. Talk to each other. It's fun. You're on a date again. It's exciting. I actually, spoke about stuff they hadn't spoken about before. So yeah, it was nice. Um anyway. So that's what you should have done, rather than having a whole affair, jeez. Um, we were together a lot more in lockdown and often ran out of conversation. He would go on his PlayStation, I'd catch up with my sister. Uh, when lockdown ended, I visited my brother and he had his mate round. Ah, oh, it's not even a random, it's someone who's just going to be just there smiling in your man's face. Jesus. Um, I visited my brother, he had his mate round, who is 33, married with kids, but drop dead gorgeous. Um, His mate started flirting and I realised I was happy for the first seven ages. We started messaging and he asked me to meet him. I felt like a teenager again. So this is about I don't understand. He said, I can understand, not that it's right, but I can understand, you know, you're intoxicated and you're with someone you've had that flirty banter with and then it happens. I imagine if she was there, like if it happened there and then when she was at her brothers, not that it's right. I could understand that. But to have the separation, then message each other, then arrange to meet. I don't know, I always feel that like there's a part of your conscience that has to come in at that point and go, I shouldn't do this. It's not, yeah, like, can lust drive you through all of that? I don't know. Anyway, we started messaging and he asked me to meet him. I felt like a teenager again. We chatted, we went for a drive, then ended up having sex in the back of his car. It was so exciting and thrilling. And straight afterwards, he made it clear he had no intention of leaving his wife or anything like that. And it was just some fun between us. I was happy with that too. I do love my boyfriend. I don't want us to break up. I just want to feel alive again and enjoy myself. I'm happy for this affair to continue and I can't wait to meet the guy again next week. Even planning times when we can meet because my boyfriend is at work gives me a buzz. (sighs) I mean, it's just... Your sexual chemistry is gone with your man because you just haven't bothered. You haven't bothered. You haven't added any fuel to your fire at all. And now you're wondering why there's no fire there. And that's that's the thing I don't understand. You, you see all the time these affair stories, right? Is You literally see persons describe the how they've stopped putting effort into their relationship. And then they look at their relationship go, why is it not working? It's like you've put no effort in. Anyway, let's see. Next one, not even sexual. This one, hidden debt. I discovered my, my wife has a loan of 10,000 pounds, but she won't say where the money went. When I opened my partner's uh, bank statement by mistake, huh? Are you married? Wait, did you say wife? Okay, then you have the same surname. I'll let you off, but still, hmm. Um, when I opened my partner's bank statement, <laughs> you no, know I mean, they're married, they haven't even changed names, they bank with different things. It's like, oh, wait, sorry, I thought this one to. To Mr. Smith from Lloyd's was for me, You though know, my name is Mr. Thompson and that says Miss Smith, and I I bank with Halifax. But still, I just thought that was mine. My my mistake. Well, why was that ten thousand pounds? I got a real shock as it revealed she has loans of ten thousand pounds. I'm fifty and on minimum wage. She's forty-seven and works in a bakery. We have been together for twenty-five years. Okay. Um, not gonna make any snobby judgment on him being fifty and on minimum wage. Uh, anyway, when I asked her about the loans, she said it was none of my business and they will be cleared in two years. She's been together for twenty five years as well. How's that none of my business? You're my wife. What the fuck? <laughs> um, she said it was none of our business and they would be cleared in two years. I would love to sort this out. We have never bought things or borrowed money except carts over the past 20 years. I love her, but wonder what else she is hiding. Jesus. Yeah, that's nuts. I can't even think what the 10,000... What could it be? What could the justify the reason? What could my wife tell me she's borrowed 10k for and not told me about it initially? It's got to be something that you just wouldn't agree with, them putting money towards, right? It's got to be something like that. So what is it? Maybe she's part of an international drug cartel. Who knows? You know what I mean? She might be... Yeah, she might, she might be flipping like... Um... She might be ghost. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who borrows £10,000 and doesn't tell their their spouse. Seems nuts to me. Right, uh, next one. Is let's stick with money again. Um, different worlds. My new trucker fella says he isn't comfortable with how much money I earn. Or too much, too little. Let's see. I'm well. I am. Oh, it's two guys. Okay, cool. I'm a I'm a wealthy man of forty, and I've fallen in love with a guy who is my long distance lorry driver. Who is a long distance, not my long distance lorry driver. <laughs> is a long distance lorry driver he says my money makes him uncomfortable that's not your issue mate we meant to earn less to make him feel better shut up uh, we met in my hometown at a charity fundraiser he was charming and a great listener I have a highly paid city job he came to my house that night and we had amazing sex so he loved the you know the 300 thread count Egyptian cotton but then when he saw how much it cost he was like I feel disgusting um he came back to my house that night and we had sex i'm 38 he stays regularly at my london apartment i oh, see that see that slight flex there two he's dropped two houses in 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 uh two sentences there listen he goes he came back to my house that night and we had the made sex he's 38 and he stays regularly at my london apartment <laughs> i take you to top restaurants and we are driven around in executive taxis I am working class, but it never stopped me getting on in life. You know when you're working class and you make money, that big money? I've, I've worked with those guys. Uh, some of my old bosses are just regular guys. Just regular, schmegular guys who just worked out how to do it, how to get there in life. And trust me, they, they live differently because they, they, they're enjoying it. That's the thing. They're enjoying it. Because I've also worked with guys who are just, like, generationally wealthy. Yeah? And they they live somewhat differently, but it's just they don't have that buzz. Like, they're they're slightly embarrassed by what they've got. Whereas if they're working class, they're they're slightly proud of what they've got. I feel that's the difference. If you're a nice guy either way, but, like, both nice guys either way. But I've seen that. You know, like, the guy who's like, oh, yeah, I'm going skiing. And he's like, oh, what what resort are you going to? He's like, oh, going to this place. Oh, you staying at this hotel? And they're like, um, no, it's, um, your family's got a um a slope. What? <laughs> yeah, family owns a whole kind of ski resort there, so I'm just staying there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you see, they're kind of just like embarrassed by how much they've got. Whereas like the working class guy, who's got the money, he's like, where are you staying? He's like put up your google mate put up your google this is type in this address that's where I'm staying what do you think of that (laughs) this guy this guy's flexing he remembers those times where he was just having shit dinners at home because mum and dad couldn't afford that nice dinner he's like I'm living life now I'm 38 fuck it fair play Anyway, I'm working class. It never stopped me from getting on life. Money's no issue for me when dating. I see beauty, not class. Come on, geese. But he told me it's not working for him. As we come from different worlds. You don't come from different worlds. You just, you're just you in different worlds. You don't come from different worlds. Um, but in real talk, though, it can get frustrating if you are with someone who doesn't like uh, your style of life, though. Um, because... If, yeah if you're if you like if you like those nice things you like those michelin star restaurants and five star hotels and that's you and they'll first like no i'm all down to earth i like all that ponzi shit um it becomes frustrating because then you can't actually enjoy the things you like to enjoy um so i guess what you have to do you have to compromise in the sense of um Yeah, you've got compromise, you've got to do some stuff they like doing, some stuff you like doing, and maybe you do the nicer things, like, I say nicer things, things that they don't like, you do that by yourself or with people that do like it. I'm not saying an affair or anything like that, I'm just saying like with your friends, you like that shit. Uh, To me, there's some restaurants that I know that I would like that my wife wouldn't like, because she's a fussy eater. I say that because I know she doesn't listen to the pod, but she's just discovered in the past like month or so she's a fussy eater. I told her she's a fussy eater. And then she's real now that's ringing in her head. Now she's been to restaurants without me. Like not even the ones that I take her to that she can't pick food from as she says. She's now realised. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm a fussy eater. I go, yeah, you are. Because there's certain food she doesn't eat that's nothing to do with allergy. Just just either personal belief, preference, straight up no i I just don't i don't eat that i don't eat that that's just mm, no but she's so sure with why she doesn't eat it that she doesn't actually think of herself as fast well she didn't think of herself as fast she just thought of herself as right (laughs) (laughs) she's been corrected though um right right last one last one dear deirdre i've fallen for another woman after my wife told me to bed someone else. Okay, this is stupid. Every year I spend a wonderful month in Australia having amazing sex with a lady I'm in love with. Then I have to fly back to UK fly back to the UK and a wife who shut up shop sexually more than a decade ago. Jesus Mad um, I'm i a fit and active 57 year old My wife is 56 She is not interested in sex for years There's no kissing, cuddling or holding hands Nothing I begged her to come to counselling with me To see a doctor to get her mojo back But she wasn't interested She told me to have sex with other women So I did My job takes me all over the world And I have had several flings But five years ago I met a wonderful woman at a trade fair in Sydney She is from Asian background But speaks fluent English is cultured kind, attractive and enjoys sex, she's 47, we had drinks together the evening we met, then the next day, and the next, the following day, we went to bed together and it was something else, not just fun sex, like like I've had with other women, but tender and special um i had to return to the uk soon after but she was booked to come to london with her boss for a conference two months later i met up with her and it blew us both away since then we have spoken every day and i have flown out to australia for a month every year um usually in january when i try to spoil her as much as i can as she is not wealthy she hasn't been with another man since we met (laughs) okay And hopes um, I will soon be ready to tell my wife about us and be with her. Obviously, it's not easy to end a marriage after 30 years. Our daughters, who are both in their 20s, know something is wrong. As I was set to leave a year ago, but my wife begged me not to. As she said, she couldn't cope on her own. See, your wife sounds like she's got depression. That's what it sounds like. And she's not dealing with it. So it becomes long. Um, she promised to change, but nothing is any different. It's not just a lack of sex. She won't come to parties or weddings with me. I suggest a walk. No, it's cold. Um, I'm close to telling her this isn't a holiday romance, and I'm ready to move out. I am so unhappy here, and I've fallen in love with the other lady. Do I leave or stay? Um, Ultimatum time, my friend. And, um, but don't make that ultimatum if you don't want to go through with it. But you need to say, a look, if you seek help, and you know we worked this out or i'm leaving but don't tell her that if you then start seeking help you're like Brah, this is long i should have just left that, that's messed up so if you feel like you want to leave anyway just leave just leave all right just leave so when it comes to your actual mental well-being and happiness money doesn't really mean that much of a thing when you're you're splitting the money you still got your income coming in your kids are in their 20s so Know what I mean, I think you just end it, just end it, be honest with your kids, say look, this is what's happened, um, me and your mum ain't banging for 10 years, I think your mum's depressed, she doesn't want to seek help, um, we try to work it out, but it's not going to work, and now I've met this hot Asian chick in Australia, and I'm leaving, so that's what you say, and, and they'll cry. And then you go, okay, But talk to your mum about it. Because I've I got some sweet ass to deal with <laughs> in Australia. You've got to be real sensitive, like, you know, to their feelings. Um, I think that's it. I think that's the end of the pod. Um, I, actually, wait. How, how long have I done? 37 minutes. All right, there's, all right, there's one last one. Okay, let's do this. Too much self-love. I fear I've desensitised my penis through masturbate every day for 10 years. Um, mate, no, you haven't. Take it from a serial wanker like me. <laughs> I'm messing. No, seriously. What, how, man, you know there's some guys out there who are nuts. I've read some stories like the guys. Like, yeah, I must be, you know, a regular four times a day. It's like, how? How do you have any skin on your penis or your hand? Um... I have a horrible feeling I may have ruined or at least desensitised my penis through masturbating every day for many years. I first started when I was 14, 10 years ago. I nearly always followed the same pattern. I go to the gym first thing on on weekdays. Come home, place myself before getting in the shower. I might do it three or four times on a Sunday. I knew it would be one of these bad ones. And And I was terrible during lockdown. I was working from home, so the opportunity was limitless. I must have done it 30 times a week. I always use porn. Now we can socialise again. I, I need to do something about this. I've never climaxed. Oh, wow. I've never climaxed having sex with a woman. Suppose I want kids one day. Jesus, what are you watching? That's the thing. You, you need to, basically, you need to work back. You need to work back to when you were 14. Yeah, because like now you're an adult. You've got all the internet there. You, you've got a very specific thing. Like you, you're you're locked in. It's like yeah, do what. So I I need I need um, I need I need a milf in heels. Actually, I want it to be a soccer mom. I want it to be a brunette with, with blonde tips, um, fake boobs, but real bum. Uh, whether to be Latino and uh, okay. I want I want the guy to to be same age as her. Yeah, but I want. I want to be in the house. I want to be in the house, but I want her to be wearing office stuff. You're like you are so specific with your madness, yeah. Because there's just so many things to select from. And when you're actually confronted with like a real woman, you're just like, oh, that's not my thing, because Yeah, you know I mean she's got real boobs and I I don't I don't want that. Not not today. That's what I was thinking of. So what you need to do, you need to work back to so when you was 14. And when you was able to, you know, get aroused from looking at like the lingerie section of the next catalog. You even use that guy, that that weird pervert. You get back to that. Then when you're actually with a woman and she's actually fully naked with you, wants to have sex with you, you then become excited. Cause like, wow, I've just been having wanks over weather girls and newsreaders. <laughs> Cause that's what you did when you was fourteen, right? Yeah, everyone? Female wrestlers and that? Everyone, what? Why has it gone quiet in there? Music videos, hey? Eh? No? Hmm? Why is it so quiet here? That's what I mean, when you was younger, you used that route so then even when the girl looked at you and said, unlike you, you like, oh But it's now you've gone too far down the rabbit hole and. You probably, you probably haven't desensitised your penis, you've desensitised your mind, your libido. So that's my advice. Just dial it back, become a real creep again, like he was when he was a teenage boy. Get to that creepy level, and then you'll be able to finish off with an actual woman you're having sex with. That's my advice. Right, that is the end of the pod. I think I've got some important emails flying around my inbox that I need to uh, deal with. So yeah, that's it. Peace.